Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. Um, still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. You, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Are you even listening to me right now? Hey folks, it's that time of year to be shooting your bow in preparation for the fast approaching opening day of archery season here in Pennsylvania. If you haven't been down to Williams Archery Pro Shop and Indoor Range yet, get off the couch and head down to Edinburgh, PA. They've been in business for 29 years and they specialize in bow tuning and hands-on shooting lessons. It's a family-owned bow dealership who offers Hoyt, PSE, Bear, Parker, and more. Don't forget your archery accessories and arrows when you stop in to see Ron and Linda Williams. Give the shop a call at 724-667-9660. And make sure you tell them you heard about Williams Archery on the Whitetail Distraction Podcast, and they will get you set up. Welcome to Episode 11 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and join me today in the studio, and always, Charles Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, my man. What's going on? Oh, man, I am freaking stoked. You fired up? I am fired up. <laughs> what are we doing this weekend? We're going hunting, my man. We're going hunting. We are going to chase after the wabbits. No. We're going to chase after <laughs> the deer. The deals. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're actually going to go down to 2B. It's going to be an early season hunt because their season opened up last Saturday. It did. So we're going to go down there. And it looks like the weather is going to be phenomenal. We're going to be on the back end of a cold front coming through. I think the high for Saturday, if it stays true now, will be 67. Something like that. And the lows are like in the 40s. So I'm hoping it's going to be a crisp like 47 when we climb up in our tree stands in the morning. That'd be lovely. You won't be sweating our asses off. No, it's going to be phenomenal. Deer will be up on their feet, which is good for us because we have no idea where we're going. We've never hunted down there before. We're literally just going to pack up the stands, getting either the Smurf or Rudolph, and we're headed down. We're going to head down. I've been doing a little bit of mapping. I have some areas picked out and on some public. 
and we'll see uh we'll see how it goes probably set a nice easy spot in the morning just for sake of getting in there and then uh maybe eat some lunch mm-hmm. go out and look for a really good evening set yeah we're gonna do some drive-by scouting after lunch probably um look through all the different places that you've pinned because you can see so much on topography and you know how the terrain looks on a map but until you really get in there and look at it, you don't really know what it is. Until you have you get no there. idea, and we could—I mean, we could pull in the same first parking lot, and there could be six trucks there. I mean, we have no idea what we're getting into yet. Right. So, right. I mean, or we could both tag out in the morning and, and call it a day. That'd be—you never okay know. You never know. Something, you never know. You know, something gonna happen. I'm not gonna say it's going to happen. All I can say is, dough comes under my stand. <laughs> Watch out! Watch out! The Hoyt is hungry. Watch out, wabbits! <laughs> <laughs> the Hoyt's hungry. Get me yeah. a baldy. No, oh, I, buck. Maybe I'd do whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm shooting for a doe, though, really. I'd like to get some early season. That's meat. our plan. That's our goal. You Knock know, trying to get out off. there. Um, I've never sat in, in a double set before, so we're going to... I have my brand new stand that came in today. My sticks came in today. Sweet. So I got my Lone Wolf sticks, and I got my uh, XOP Vanish stand. Sweet. So I'm fully mobile. It's the same setup I have. I love it. Right. So we're going to hang a double stand and probably bring the camera, and hopefully we can get some good footage or something Mm -hmm. you know i think that's going to be a lot of fun i've never done it before in archery season you know Uh i've I've sat close to other people 50 60 yards away but in the same tree you know it's going to be fun i probably hung i don't know seven or eight different double sets last year with anthony yeah yeah it's not it's not a problem it's easy you know even even when we go this weekend i'll probably just hang the sets for us and then i'll just fly up the tree right with the sticks I'm going to have you probably bring one or two sticks, probably maybe two, just for safe safe measures. Yeah. So, funny you brought up Anthony because he was supposed to be our guest tonight, but... Due to scheduling conflicts, he is not. So, we are cutting the New Hunter miniseries to an end short. Yep. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed them. Uh, If you're... I mean, even if you're not a new hunter, it's actually fun to listen and get the perspective of a new hunter, which is why the miniseries I thought was going to be a really fun idea, because you got people that, you know, it's their first times up in a tree stand, it's their first times with a bow in their hand, you know, that perspective is so fresh and kind of fun in a way that, you know, people take advantage of after they've hunted for so long, I feel. Yeah, no, they're... They have they have open minds. They're they're like a sponge right now, and especially like people like Berkey and Angela. Like they they really genuinely want to learn, and they they'll listen to everybody. And mm-hmm. like you've said before, take it with a grain of salt, listening to everybody, but take in what you can. You know, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. So last minute, I was in a group chat with Anthony and my brother. Uh, actually, my younger brother Joe was asking me about going spotting tonight. He said, Ah, sorry, man, we got to record a podcast episode. Anthony bailed on us. You know, totally throwing him under the bus. And then he's like, well, I'll come record an episode with you if you want. I said, hey, we're just going to BS. If you want to come down and BS with us, feel free. So he's sitting here with us tonight. So brother number 18. <laughs> <laughs> the ninth brother. <laughs> he's here. Who dat? Who dat? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so what's going on, my man? Mr. Joe Headland. Uh, not a whole lot. Just got back from camp today. Uh me and my dad went up there yesterday to cut grass and uh I had a camera up. Actually I had a I had a spot. I've been hunting for about five years in this apple orchard. Beautiful spot. I doubled up twice there on uh does, but I also had a lot of deer come through there and last year was just crazy. Like I every time I hunted there, 
there were deer every time daylight deer uh, a couple times they came through a little too late i lost track of time i just heard something last second by the time i got in it was just too late and uh finally i, I moved the stand about 30 yards or so so i could shoot at different areas i've been eyeballing this spot for a while so as soon as i moved that stand i ended up doubling up on on two doe it was pretty cool uh this year we went in i set up a camera and then uh uh, last week or so, we went down there to, to, to fix something, and there's posted signs everywhere. So, ended up, last second, I had to find a new spot. It, it really sucked, but uh, I hung up a camera. I checked it yesterday, and uh, it came back looking pretty good. Like, four out of six days, I could have had a shot at a deer. They were coming through. Does were coming through at 7 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock at night, so... Either a morning sit or a night sit. I, I could have had very good luck there if I placed my shots right. Yeah, and that's a, only what three one out of close. three areas that I could have been shooting at. You know, they could have mm-hmm. been walking beside me. They could have been walking away from the camera. So, right, a lot of sign in there. It's a little swampyish, so a lot of that sign kind of sticks. But there's a good acorn crop in there too. Yeah, that's it's a little thick. It's it's hard to shoot. We we clip down a lot, but. I got about three solid lanes. I'm totally covered with a pine tree limb, so you can't really see my body at all other than my upper body. So it's super cool. Uh, I set up a stand there today, though, and it's looking good, hopefully. I, I didn't see any bucks on the camera, just a little spike, but uh, I'm not really looking for bucks up there. It, it'd be cool to see one or get a good one walk by, but I just I haven't had a, a lot of luck with big bucks down there, so... Just like to get some on, uh, get a couple does. It'd be pretty cool. Nothing wrong with that. Nah, uh, you showed me something else that happened to you. You tried to chop your arm off with a saw today. Yeah, I was cutting down <laughs> uh, limbs, and yeah, you gotta be careful because them them pine limbs they're partially dead. So I started sawing, and limb broke before I was done sawing. Then <laughs> I decided <laughs> to saw my arm instead. <laughs> he said, "I'm not done sawing yet." <laughs> Well, the other thing, too, is there was actually good buck sign in that area that we found. We we did a quick scout uh, whenever we found out that his property was posted that he was hunting on. And we found uh, some pretty decent buck sign in a little thick area, some bedding. Uh, yeah. Already a nice little uh, buck rub line coming out of it, which I think is going to be a mature buck, if you know, because that was a pretty early rub. Well, they're rubbing early, so well, that the big boys typically get rid of early, you know. Yeah. How tall was it? Was it higher? Waist high, maybe? I mean, they were just little Peter pools, and I, I honestly didn't pay too much attention to them. That's I right. should have looked better. Um, we just kind of were, like I said, real quick in and out, so we didn't spend a lot of time in there. From what I've been hearing from people checking their cameras and stuff, really uh, everybody's rubbed off. Only maybe a couple spikes and forkies still have a little bit of velvet rocking oh. on there, but, you know, I'm... I'm not really worried about that you know no i i don't care if i get bucks on my my camera or not i mean this point of year it's i mean really we're not putting our cameras on the edge of a a bean field or something where you're gonna get a lot of pictures you know actually the only person i know that has a buck picture so far is uh mccoy on his camera 
Dagon I got a couple bucks on mine. Little eight points and stuff. They were yeah. hard to tell what they were. They're kind of blurry. Oh, yeah, that's but right. I had, I had a couple bucks on mine. That one looked pretty decent. Yeah, you had a, at least one decent buck mm-hmm. on yours, too. But I, I'd shoot them. Again, it's a trail camera, like Joe said. You're you're only seeing a little picture of that area. Oh, I mean, that know. where that one is in that whole big pinch, Yeah, they could be skirting around that other side. I mean, everything. I mean... I'm only on that one trail. There's a trail directly behind that, too, that right. they could be just skirting on. So. Yeah, I'd almost like to set up, like, two cameras mm-hmm. pointing different yeah. ways sometimes. Back to back. I don't have it, that it many cameras to spare. It is hard to really uh, mm-hmm. just tell by that one spot unless that's just the only spot you're able to shoot at. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, or if you find a nice community scrape or something, then I would yeah. I would like to see bucks on a camera like that. That you know, they get a buck picture. Uh, we checked two of his oh, yeah, cameras. He did. You know, about a... twelve squirrel pictures. <laughs> says your fault, but my fault. Yeah, he says your fault. You told him to put the camera there, and he ended up getting uh, a squirrel every day. The squirrel would go up in this tree, come down, and he's like, "I'm shifting through his pictures while he's driving." I'm like, "Squirrel, squirrel, 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 deer." Oh, there's a buck. See, and it wasn't anything tall, but I think it was an eight on that one by uh, respectable by that little lane. Where you used to hunt? Where you hunted the one year uh, gun season? I know. Back down in there. Yeah. Yeah, down over on that other side. Well, first off, I suggested three different trees. But knowing Dad, he's, you know, you know him. He's kind of hard-headed. And he was like, oh, I like this tree. This will cover this, this, and that. And I'm like, okay. I just said, it's your camera. Do what you want with it. But, I, I mean, <laughs> if you put it on that tree, you'll cover what you want plus more. And you're not going to be right on the trail. You know, and he hangs his camera so low too i mean everybody has their own thing they everybody do. yeah everybody you has can't their own really method. knock them out of their out of what they do you're gonna see a squirrel okay i'm sorry that the squirrel was in the woods it was literally he had about not even 12 inches of this tree and the squirrel's going up that side of the tree every single <laughs> yeah. day <laughs> you guys ever get anything weird on your camera i know last year i had it's actually a really cool picture i'll show you i might even post it in the show notes it a possum came up and he literally put his face right in my lens of my camera it's so funny looking it's funny when the deer locate you like a big big eyed you know like what is that (laughs) you know i've had yeah i've had really close up funny pictures of deer eyes are like super wide open (laughs) i've never had anything goofy though to be honest i've had some hunters with their dogs you know on the bad years when obviously i wasn't seeing any deer then i checked my camera and i found out why yeah but other than that no just like the close-up goofy pictures of some deer I know a lot of people get like all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> I think my dad was worried because we were all at the camp and people were going back in the woods, go to the bathroom, and he had his camera back there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think one. he got anybody. <laughs> I'd say the best was uh, out of Ohio the one year. I had a family of uh, raccoons coming through. And uh, the one day, it was super tight in there. Like I can only shoot 25 yards, but we're having such a hard time finding deer that that's where i thought they were going to come through you know like good intersecting trails well it came down to dark 30 one day and i'm sitting there and i'm waiting and all of a sudden i hear like this sounds like a parade of deers coming right right to me and i'm like all right i get my bow and i i get it all together and all of a sudden i look and there's a whole family of freaking uh raccoons coming right to me i'm like oh my god that trip was the worst. Ravenna, Ohio. Screw you. Was that Ravenna? Yeah, it Ravenna was Ravenna. Was Your terrible. dad was talking about Ravenna, how dirty and nasty it Dude, was over there. The worst. Like, you could not find a spot to hunt. 
without people there, and you knew people were there because of all the garbage. Oh, know? yeah, that same spot Ridiculous. I had people walking out 30 minutes early. I'm like, what are you doing? This is prime time, and you're screwing me up. Back when I was hunting uh, my uncle's property one time, I was in a good spot, and I was there the night before, and I had a good encounter with a buck, and he probably came through about 80 yards, so I moved my stand that night. I was in a climber, and that night I was waiting, and it was probably 45 minutes before dark, dark, dark. Like, it was it was that prime time. He knew mm-hmm. something was going to happen, and the neighbor came walking in <laughs> to a stand, stepping on sticks, and just, he was so loud. I heard him coming, I was like, what is that? Yeah. You know, I was looking, and it was, it was a little bit darker out, and he just bebopping right through the woods, going yeah. to a stand. I was like, come on, man. Like... <laughs> I know if you only have like an hour to hunt after work and you can just hop right in a stand real quick, but... I don't even do that because, you know, you're going to screw up the you're woods. You're going to screw stuff up. Yeah, I mean, that's just... I I've done know. it once and I actually missed a buck doing it, but it was like the last week of the season rut and I was headed after school. I went right up to my one uh, farm property and I knew because the, the bonus was I was walking across wide open field. Hmm. So when I got there, if there were any deer in the field, I knew it. You know, so I basically ran across that field, hopped up in my stand. I only had literally an hour and a half to go. And sure enough, I grunted in a buck. And had it not been for the other guy hunting the property that had his um, blind up on the edge of the field. He wasn't even in the woods. He had his blind sitting in the field on the edge of the, of the wood line. And this deer, this buck come in. And, and he was not, you know, he wasn't an old brute, but he was mature. And he come in, and he was at like 35 yards coming right right past me, right in my only lane, out of the same spot you hunted this year. That wasn't mm-hmm. the half Except, rack, was it? No, wasn't the half rack. It was an eight point. It was a nice eight point. And he come in, and uh, like I said, I was in the cherry tree then, though, in my climber, and it was all I was all bushied in. So I only had a couple pockets that I could shoot through, and they were in my, you know, 30 or in at that point. I was younger. So he was coming right in on a string, and he just stopped in his tracks and stared at that blind. <laughs> he starts bopping his head around, and he's looking for it because that blind wasn't there. They must have set that up that week, yeah. and he knew something was up. And he just like turned and took a couple hops, and I had already drawn back on him, and I, I meeped him, stopped him. And it was like 35 yards, and I, I as soon as I went to take the shot and I was letting it loose, he had dropped his back end to take off. And that arrow just went, like, right underneath him. But mm. he was already going to run away. It wasn't that he jumped my string or anything. It was just happened to be as soon as I squeezed it off. He was already going. He was already running yeah. off. He'd only stopped for, you know, a couple seconds. He didn't give me enough time to settle my pin and, you know, make yeah, a good shot. That makes sense. For people that do use them blinds, uh, I heard it's actually good to keep the windows open all the time just so when the deer comes through, one day he doesn't see all camo. The next day he sees all black, you know. So right. keep it all Makes black sense. because, you know, get that deer used to what it's going to see when it walks I mean, through. Or when you're, out. when you're in there, don't open all the windows up so they can see through see your, the blind. You know what I mean? They, body, they can't yeah. make your silhouette out. Yeah. I don't I don't like hunting out of blinds, but there's certain situations where you can definitely hunt out of a blind you better have than you to, can. You know? I'm not going to yeah. say I don't like hunting out of blinds. I've never really – I've hunted out of a pop-up blind once. Yeah. Wasn't my favorite, but if I make like a natural blind, no, I think that'd be cool. I shot that buck okay. out of a natural blind, and it worked out perfectly. I, it was like pine boughs and stuff that I made it out of. I think yeah. that's better than an actual blind. Oh yeah, it worked out great. You know, it doesn't conceal your movement as well, but it 
you can actually move around and do things. Like, in those little pop-up lines, there's not a lot of room for mm-hmm. drawing and all that other stuff, too. And they look funny. I mean, it, it not, it's not really not natural. You're sitting down all the time, too, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, even if you that. use them, you gotta, you got to, like, build them in. I didn't know? even have a seat when I sat in that blind. I was just kneeling. Oh, and I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of, it wasn't comfortable, <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. Oh. but I had a bunch of turkey come in, literally walked a foot in front of the blind, like probably 20, 25 turkey, never knew I was there, a bunch of does were in there, and it was great, honestly, yeah. I really liked it, but. Well, there's a spot this year I want to do uh, either a natural blind or put a ground blind in there and, and kind of cover it in, it's down the farm, mm. because it's a really good spot where I always see doe traffic come out early on in the year and where they come through there's literally no trees mm. the only tree fell down and it, where it fell down makes a perfect cover for a blind or something you can get it right up underneath the branches clear a lane and then in the in the rut too it's a really good spot mm. because the bucks will just travel that little corridor right yeah, those are going through bucks yeah are gonna be yeah bucks are be going, going through, through there, there too yeah, so I, I i said that last year i said i'm gonna put a blind down there and, and kind of build it in i never got to it i should have did that by now but yeah i mean i'll do it during the season if i want to if not i'll probably just hunt off the ground russ hunted off the ground there last year he saw my buck at 30 yards he'd already feel his tag mm-hmm. you know the buck i end up shooting he saw it at 30 yards he was hunting off the ground deer had no clue he had the yeah. you know he had a four point come three steps i think from him or something he had the footage of it this little buck come like right up to him you I know saw which, a few good bucks out there last year you did if they made it through rifle season they're, they're probably Pretty decent bucks this year. I had year. a couple good ones on camera after the season's ended. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of farmland out there. A lot of, uh, a lot lot of good, good nutrients. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't really hunt a whole lot of farms. No, I think that's the only property that I've ever hunted that's like a farm type ag. I had a lot of river bottoms and heavy timber and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. There's Where, I mean, spot, really, that, that, I mean, I had a farm that I lost. Mm-hmm. I'm bummed about that. I used to hunt that place all the time, but it was good. But I don't have any farms anymore to hunt. Sure you do. If you come with well, me. Yeah, yeah, but that's not my <laughs> squad. But there's a couple of uh, places on the Hunter Access program that I'm going to look into. There's a farm on there that I think uh, I think it's like 120 acres or something like that. They got corn this year. I might try and go get access to that. Yeah, start we, getting more permission from farmers because they don't, they don't want deer in there, you know. Yeah. They no. want people to hunt there. We just mm-hmm. need to start asking more, you know. Yeah. I think mostly the problem is that most of the hunters that want people to, to kill all their deer, they let everyone hunt there. That's yeah, that's so thing. you get a lot of pressure, like Spurduti's. You know, Spurduti's got a ton of deer up there, but that guy just wants everyone to get on and kill his deer. And, you know, there's 100 people that yeah, hunt that's out the thing. there. You're, you're almost the last one asking, and then, you know, you're hunting on pressured farmland now right you know half the deer probably knock turtle coming out into those fields after dark and eating all this food anyways because he let everybody hunt there and Mm -hmm. blew his property yeah they're all on the neighbor's property behind a house and then they get up and walk into his field at night and eat all his food anyways yeah you know but you said something funny there when you said that's not my property you know you want to talk about that a little bit like go into ethics of hunting and properties and that because we had a good conversation about that the other night yeah i mean three of us i just kind of feel like I have my spots. You have your spots, Joey. You have your spots. Yeah. If you want to bring me to your spot, I'll go. But even mm-hmm. if you ask me, like, hey, like, I'm not going to hunt today. If you want to head out there, I'm I'm not going to go out there. It's not my spot. Yeah. You know, if I take somebody hunting to some of my spots, generally I don't take them to my best spots. My best spots, 
I don't think you know about my best, best spot. Oh, I thought we were friends. I know, but it, it's a honey <laughs> hole, and I don't take anybody there. Yeah, I wouldn't tell them either. But, uh, no, I just, I don't. But And I expect the same thing from, like, people if I bring them out. Like, this mm-hmm. is my spot. I asked for permission for this spot. I brought you here out of courtesy trying to get you a deer. Like, don't go in there and mess it up on days that I don't want anybody in there, you know? Right. That's why even, like, when we scouted some spots this, this spring and, and late winter... You know, we found good sign together, and you're like, hey, you found this. We can I said, <laughs> and I didn't even feel comfortable with that. I'm like, dude, this is your spot. Like, I don't feel comfortable hunting a spot like that because say we find a really good buck area, you know, and okay, I hunt over here, you hunt over here, and that, that big buck you've been chasing for three years stands up and walks right to me, and I shoot it. I'd be ecstatic. You're be pumped. I'd be ecstatic if somebody but, that I knew killed that buck. I mean, I'd love to kill him, but it's not my deer, obviously. It's not, but at the same time, like, I would feel kind of bad doing that. No, dude, you know what I mean? I'd be I, that, that's, that's it's just, a huge deer. I understand that, but that's all part of, like, if the game plan going into it was, hey, man, because I've done this before, you know, hey, I saw a nice buck, let's gather the troops, surround this sucker, and go get them mm-hmm. as a group effort. Mm-hmm. That's totally different in my mind. But, you know, like, like if we're scouting your property just because, I say, hey, man, what are you doing? You're, I'm going scouting. Hey, can I tag along? Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to say no. Right. Or just to put up cameras, do whatever. You know, that's totally different. We're still in your property. We're still in your spot, you know. But I, I agree with you because a lot of people, they don't understand. And that has ruined, I, I bet you that's ruined a lot of friendships, a lot of hunting partnerships, everything. I've, I've heard of that even yeah. some, you know, not even hunting deer, you know, geese or whatever else you know people just jump in our spots because they went hunting with them a couple times and Mm -hmm. they think that that's you know part of their spot but it's not you know even us like last year in illinois you kept seeing that big buck you couldn't get a chance on him i'm like you know what i'm not having any luck at these areas can i come over with you you know you could have said no i don't even think you asked i'm pretty sure i said could i come with you Uh, and i'll set up over here and we walked it through and we checked it out and I found an area and ended up scoring on a doe. But, again, we were so far apart, we wouldn't I, really again, bother each other like so Like I said, much. and that's an out-of-state hunt, so that's a different approach. You know, we're approaching as a team when we go out-of-state. Well, we, you're party hunting. We're I mean, party is, yeah. you know, one of us needs to get a buck on the ground. You know, and I was seeing a real nice 10-point out there. And I he just skirted me twice on a private property, or no hunting property, I should say. And I think he was asking, you know, just not even asking, can I come hunt with you? But he was just thinking out loud, like, I don't know where to go. Where have you checked here or there? And I'm thinking, you know, I've seen this nice buck go into the same bedding area twice and lay up with doe. I said, I'm not covering the back end of this bedding area and nobody's hunting over there. You know, why don't you come with me, set up on the backside in case he comes out that way tonight, and yeah. I'll go back on that side. You're you know? pretty much one trail away from shooting that deer anyways. So I was. You, re- and- you set up a little better. And I set mm-hmm. up on the back end because, like, you know, you see these camera footage that we get or anywhere. Deer don't travel down the same exact path every day. No, you know, no. in these public lands, you know, it they just don't do it. Especially they, that time of year. You there's so many things those. that could, like, mess them up. You got predators, you know, you got other hunters. Anything can mess them up and throw them off their path. So it's so hard in these areas to really pattern deer. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Every deer is different, too. I mean, you might have two or three bucks that you get on camera and neither one of them are taking the same route any given day yeah especially in the rut they're just oh yeah they're winging it yeah he was chasing a doe one time another time he went in and what he was doing 
and this deer is smart. He was an older deer, and uh, he had been hunted a lot out in Illinois because he was like the biggest buck probably on the property all year long. And and the ranger there was telling us, you know, this guy, everybody's been hunting this deer. He's what he was doing. He was bedding behind the ranger station, <laughs> which is no hunting. He would get up, he'd go around this little pond, all in no hunting, and he would cross the trail where everybody walked in, went past. He would cross that trail, and he would go right into another giant piece of no hunting. And that's where he would just take his doe, and he would bet in there. He in knows safety zones. Yeah, he, he literally skirted. He was playing it right. That's how they get big. In the safety zone. And what I was doing, I was setting 30 yards off the safety zone, and I was setting up waiting to try to catch him to go in there. In the first night, he got in behind me, and it was just too thick. He was right on the edge. He was in the hunting zone. I could have shot him, but it was just too thick. I couldn't get a shot that way. It was a really thick area he was pushing his doe into. And he went in. He was about 50 yards away. He made a rub on a tree. He was marking his territory. He was doing everything a territorial mature buck was doing would do in that situation. And then about three or four days later, I went in after him again. Um, I hunted that spot quite a bit after seeing them you know bouncing around from here to here to here just to try to keep them guessing get closer to that no hunting and the second time i don't even know what i was doing i wasn't paying attention at all because it was cold and crispy and it was a morning hunt and it was later in the trip and i was kind of worn out to be honest with you and all of a sudden i look up and he's chasing a doe by me at 40 yards i never even heard him i mean the ground was frozen salt there's leaves everywhere i don't understand how i never heard these two but they what happened was he was just chased her right up over the ridge where i couldn't see or hear them mm-hmm. as soon as they popped that ridge they were 40 yards at full speed and he ran her right into that no hunting again yep so i saw him twice in like four You're days sneaky. they're and so man, sneaky they are man they're, they're super the sneakiest sneaky. animals and <laughs> they like, know how to live that one i killed out that that smaller buck i killed out illinois last year he just appeared at 30 yards i'm like these leaves are so crunchy how, where do you come from you know you just popped up at 30 yards you know i'm taking you down Last 30 minutes of the hunt, I had to shoot you, buddy. I'm sorry. $500 uh, tag. (laughs) Uh, I'm not wasting that. I'll eat you instead. (laughs) That last buck I shot, I didn't hear him coming at all. I was actually getting ready to climb down on my climber. I was literally just getting ready to pack my stuff up. It was a pretty big tree, so he couldn't hear me. It came from behind me. And uh, I I was literally, I took one last look to, like, make sure there were no deer around. It was was pretty dark. It wasn't quite dark yet, but... um, and I heard a stick break behind me. And he was literally at the base of my tree behind me. Didn't hear him come in at all. And I was looking over my shoulder, and there he was. And I was like, oh, my God. And my bow was on the left side. Mm-hmm. And he was on the left side. And I stood up, and I grabbed my bow, and I was going so nice and slow. And he was had his nose up, and he was licking. He was trying to get some wind. And as soon as he took a step to go turn away, I just drew and shot almost instinctively. Yeah. And smashed him. And I actually thought I missed him. I heard that big pop. Mm-hmm. But I saw my nocturnal just drop straight down to the ground. And I was like, oh, no. I hit a freaking branch or something. I totally missed him. And he tore off. Gone. And I had my buddy Tyler with me. And he called me. He's like, dude, you shoot a doe? And I was like, no, it was a buck. But I think I missed it. Like, let's get over here and check the arrow. And came over. And it was literally, my arrow was gone. My knock came out of my arrow. Oh, uh, and it was just laying there on the ground. I was like, what the heck? I've you seen know? that happen before. Yeah, that was the only time I ever saw that happen, but that deer only made it 80 yards. He freaking crashed nose first into a big log. There's a big bloody spot where his nose <laughs> smashed into it. 
That's the worst feeling ever, thinking you missed a deer. After I you did, shot man. It. Like, yeah. I've at times, like, I'm having my binoculars on the ground trying to look for, like, blood spots, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Like, did I miss that deer? <laughs> and he's so close, like, the noise is almost add up, and you can't hear it really smacking that deer. It was and so close. You just right. heard that, that whack. So that first wall hanger of mine. Oh, uh, wow. That was, that was a pretty cool hunt, but same thing. It came through. I was first time I, hunt, I was hunting this tree. I didn't even know it had a hanger for a bow. So I had my bow on my lap. 20 minutes into the hunt, here he comes. You know, and usually I hang up my bow. I do the same thing every time. I twist my peep a little bit because it's free floating. Well, I didn't twist my peep because I never hung my bow. So I pull back on this deer 15 yards, one step away from being gone forever because I can't shoot it to my left at all. And he's he's right there. I stop him. I'm at full draw, and I'm looking through this half-moon peep sight, and I'm thinking, dude, he's so close, make something happen. And there's times where you just have to make things happen, you know? Like, there's no other other way around it. You just have to make things happen. And I flung a shot off on him, and he ran like nothing happened. He ran around, bounded 55 yards, looking at me like, what the heck was that? Were you shooting a fixed blade? <clears throat> no, I was shooting a two-blade uh, Spitfire that time. Two-blade Spitfire. And uh, I went to grab another arrow thinking I got one last chance to put one on him. And he was about 55 just staring over my area. And I, I was so jittery at that time, I almost just grabbed out an arrow right as he was looking at me, bounded in the weeds. I got down to my, my tree so quick, I started climbing down while I was still hooked on. <laughs> I had my safety <laughs> harness still hooked on. I'm like strangling myself. I'm like, oh, what the heck? So I unhook it, I jump down, and I, I get down, I'm like, oh, there's gut on this and blood. So I definitely hit that deer, but Probably it bad. was just, it was so close that, yeah, I hit him a little back. It was uh, liver and gut, but 300 yards, he was dead. The liver yeah. take him out. But that, that's the take scariest feeling thinking, especially on a buck like that, you're like, oh my God, I just missed this deer. And I was frantically running down this ladder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I thought for sure I missed him. Yeah. You know, and I actually... When I was down looking for that that knock, and I found that knock and stuff, I saw a flashlight shining. Hmm. I was like, "What the heck is that?" And some guy was like, "Anybody shoot a deer?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's over here." Oh, that's awesome! He was in a stand and he saw it fall. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, he saw it fall, and I didn't even have to track it. I just followed his voice and went over. And I probably should have tracked the blood anyway, but well, I mean, I'm I was so excited that i actually yeah, hit him I because when i saw that i saw blood because i freaking double lunged him right i mean it was it was actually a perfect shot i didn't come even come close to missing but you would have followed friday the 13th blood just spraying everywhere probably it yeah. was yeah. it was i think i shot that deer i think i shot that deer with a thunderhead thunder thunder yeah thunder, 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 better than a good uh a good blood trail though oh yeah yeah those ones, they're not necessarily the biggest cut or anything like that, but those old Thunderheads, man. Fixed blade. I think those I, are great. I started those with them. Everyone started with those. I started with them. I shot I know, a couple I deer did. with them. My first time ever drawing back on a deer, I, the, I'm such an idiot. I had one of those two little fixed point uh, rests, and if your arrow sat right on like the two little prongs. I used to have one of those. Yeah. yeah I had the same one. Well, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, whenever I hung my bow and I didn't know what I was doing, I, I had my arrow just off the rest like literally hang like sitting right beside it the prongs and i got so excited when the deer came and i never put my arrow up on the prongs and when i drew back that 
edge of the thunderhead hit my, my the front of my bow and just pulled the knock right out and my arrow fell to the ground <laughs> there was like six doe walking in they had no clue i was there and i drew back and my arrow was just like Bling! they know now yeah <laughs> they still just kept walking by me one after another so here i am actually my arrow didn't fall down it, it just fell in my lap and i let down and i'm trying to put the knock back on the arrow and just instead of just grabbing another one. arrow finally yeah. after four deer walked by i just dropped the arrow real quick took the knock i don't know what happened with that i think i threw it on the ground probably lost it grabbed another arrow knocked it drew back and missed <laughs> go figure yeah well it, it happens. happens it definitely does it happened and it's a good story it was it was a good first ever drawback on a on a deer story yeah. it could have been a lot better when they were at 10 yards right in front of me <laughs> there was like three mature does and three babies Oh, it was man. like six or seven of them. I think they were the just second everywhere. deer I drew back when I had one of them rest. It was just a steady rest. And it was so close to me. You could hear that arrow scraping against mm-hmm. that rest. And it hurt it and bounded off. I'm like, oh, man. Those oh. were the worst. You, you didn't have any rubber the or, the, or the foam. Not foam. No, they were no, just, they were just metal. Like, See, I had rubber inserts like metal or hard mm-hmm. plastic. It was, it was loud. They yeah. were metal. I, I, mean, I know for a fact. You pull I back know there and you just underneath. hear it, you know, oh, just yeah, going back it. Scraping on that carbon. I've had the worst luck with rest. I don't get it. Oh, no. I like that new one I have. It's pretty decent. I think it's a, uh, I like I think it's a QAD mm-hmm. one that I have now. I like mine, too, now. Yeah, I like it. It's taken me some time to get through some. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish, looking back in my younger days, that I actually knew more, you know? Because, like, you you, you, you had these opportunities, (laughs) and you didn't didn't know what to do, you know? You just did stupid stuff. I'd like to go back to, like, you know? I'd like to go back to, like, 12 years old when we can hunt Mm -hmm. and know what I know now and just blow people's minds, just start slaying deer. Yeah, well, we, we had radios, so we never really, you know, group hunted or anything. My first deer I shot at, I was. I was 13. I first started hunting archery, and uh, I had a couple of deer on my belt from gun the year prior, and in that, well, the year prior, yeah, and uh, I had this beautiful, like, I can still picture in my head how beautiful this buck was, like, every color just came together, like, he was just the most glorious looking buck, and it walked out, perfect broadside. I didn't have a range finder. <laughs> I, you know, Charles, he went over to my blind and he range found like a bell of hay or something. So that's 20 yards. And I was, <laughs> I was shooting 15 yards at that time at, at pie plates. And that's where I was, I was set for 15 yards. That's how, you know, I was so young. I could barely pull back pound bow, you know, your bow and everything. And, yeah. uh, he can't answer. He is probably 25 yards, but I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I didn't know aim here, aim there. I took a <laughs> shot at this buck and. I, I totally missed him. I had to. He, he but like just a, like the the beautiful beautiful thing about hunting, you know, that nature thing. Like just seeing that buck, how beautiful he was. That still sticks with me today. Not the miss or anything else. Just you know, just being out there and seeing that that buck like that. Dude, some of the bucks that I've seen just out there never even come close to having an opportunity at them. But some of the bucks I've seen, I just like. They blow my mind. I just mm-hmm. like watching them, honestly. Oh, that half rack Joey mentioned earlier uh, when I was telling you that story, that was one of the most amazing deer I've ever seen in my life, and he never got closer than 50 yards. And I'm not going to take a 50-yard shot on a half rack, but he was six, six points to his side, half rack. He had this beautiful split G2, or no, split brow, mm. and then just perfect symmetrical wall of antlers, like just one after another. They were almost all... 
10, 12 inches. That's what Goon is. It's just a freaking oh, wall of times on that one side. He just shooting a buck like Hex. You know, the next year, he's going to have the other side. Yep. And Never he's going to be again, a trophy. Yeah. Like that oh, one you got on the wall there. He's still yeah. a seven point, but if he had a matching side, that's my God. He'd have been a great buck. buck. He, he wouldn't be a skull. Mouth. He'd have some fur on him. He'd have some fur on him. That's exactly why I didn't do that one. He'd be a nice shoulder mount. Yeah. I'd even shoulder mount that, honestly. I probably should have, but I don't know. You can still do it. I could. Yeah, I could still get the cape from another deer. I could get a cape. Yeah. I know a bunch of tax servers. They give me a cape. But, but you're right. I mean, a half rack. That's that's a tough situation. You you got them coming in, and like you said, uh, you know, a lot of properties we hunt. You're probably not going to see that deer again the next year because you could. It it depends. I it never just... passed up on a buck thinking I'll, I'll catch you next year, buddy. No. You know, no, no. I'll, I'll pass them because they're too small. Because you know, I've had some luck over the years. I've had a lot of luck, so I'm able to. To pass, you know, bucks that most people would would lay down in an instant, but you know, I, I don't plan on seeing the next year. No way. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not really ever passing one saying like, oh, like you just said, like I'll see you next right. year, buddy. Like you, yeah. you never. Yeah, do. Not, I mean, yeah not a good you know, buck. Goon, you, you know, just because he's so big, you know, that's that's probably the Goon's same buck go every down. year. Hopefully, he did we've seen him uh, <laughs> one of the last days of gun. I know. I was there as well, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, that freaking deer. That was funny because there was four me. of us and none of us had a buck tag. <laughs> we and the all biggest had, buck in Lawrence County jumped up nice right bucks, in front of you. We We couldn't be upset about it, you know. Look at this, though. No, and everybody filled him in He haunts me every day. Too. Every time I turn on my He'd phone, he's too. right there, and I'm just like, oh, I, I like hate sneak you. in on your land and just shoot him. <laughs> I'm at the point now, man, I just want to, like. I wouldn't even feel good shooting like Charles said, you know. If I, yeah. if I like, was on a different property and I seen him and shot him, I'd, I'd feel I'd feel cool, but I'd, I'd feel kind of like I stole something, you know, or like I did something <laughs> yeah. illegal. Which it's I not didn't, mine, you know? man. It's not my deer. I just I'd like to kill him, but I mean, it's not. But we know you got a, you got a little history with them. You've yeah, never seen like, them on hoof. Is here's the bad my part. thing too. I know. Well, I shouldn't say I know because I don't have them on camera this year because the historical place I got them on camera. Someone kept messing with my camera, so I pulled it. Obviously, mm-hmm. but as of rifle season last year that was the last day of rifle no that was early it wasn't the first saturday it first saturday first weeks yeah I but oh, no, it was during the week first week yeah if somebody killed him you'd have heard about it yeah because my goofy schedule i get but to hunt whenever the heck i want really i did hear there was a giant deer that got hit by a car on 376 there he wouldn't he wouldn't got hit on 376 i doubt it someone cut its head off yeah i doubt he would have got hit on 376 where he was I'm just saying. You're giving away the, the general location of where my where my deer is, man. Three seventy six <laughs> down in in uh, in uh, mm. Hermitage. Yeah, it's in Hermitage. <laughs> <laughs> Hermitage area. <laughs> but there was a deer, a big deer killed. There's always a big one hit on three seventy six every is. year. Always is. There was one hit mm, probably four years ago on the Mitchell Road exit. Yeah. Thing was giant, dude, like sixteen point or something like that. Humongous. Yeah. Yeah. I got a picture of that somewhere. I know Johnny saw a really big one back behind his house, too, that we thought it could have been that one also. I don't know. Giant. Well, he claims it was a giant. I don't know. I'd like to know the person who killed it and just get my hands on it. I just want to feel it because I know he's just... He's probably still out there. I'm thinking he is, honestly. He's so smart that it's just... I actually... I, I legitimately think that he's five and a half years old this year because I've hunted him for three years, and I think... Well, this will be the third year that I'm hunting him. But the first year I got him, I think he was three and a half, based on the pictures. 
statistics would say that Four he's probably dead, picture. to be honest, because deer just don't live that old around no. here. Unfortunately, something ends up killing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might be, he might not be. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Making me upset. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a good buck, though. I mean. no. Nah. And, you know, I, I messed up a few years hunting him, passing up other deer, wanting to kill that buck, and I could have killed some other great bucks. One buck in particular, big old freaking nine point, man. Yeah. Like the second I, day of season. I think if the biggest buck that I had ever killed, you know, bigger than the buck that I have ever killed came by me, I would have to shoot it. You know what I mean? I know. I know. And it's not like, I mean, he's comparable to another buck that I killed, but... I just would have been a good buck. It would have been, and I'm dumb for not shooting him because I could have shot him all day. Not really. I don't think depending you're dumb. on what time the season. It was early. It was the second day. Yeah. I mean, so it was that Monday that after opening isn't day. Isn't that special to you? And it's just meat in the freezer. Then. Uh, that's oh, my why meat we in the freezer's does, man. I, yeah, yeah, we shoot does. I just I don't shoot small rack bucks just because it's nothing to me. It's just meat in the freezer. You know, and I'm, I have enough. I probably have 200 pounds of deer in my freezer right now. You know. I probably have two years. 15 pounds of deer left in my freezer. I'll give you some. Crush it here pretty quick. <laughs> I have to eat eating. that heart. I have one. I know. We have to eat it. Yeah, we're going to eat it before we go this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast heart. I'll make us uh, <laughs> some egg and heart sandwiches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like heart, honestly. It's real tasty. I don't mind it. Never okay. had it. Oh, well, maybe I'll save you a slice. I'd rather shoot it. I would do. <laughs> I never shoot for the heart though. I'm not a heart shooting guy. I'm I'm always going for that double long shot. I always want that that double long perfect shot where it just clips the top of the heart, like through the arteries of the top of the. I mean heart that's there. cool too. Like I just I just lungs. go for that that center mat. Like I I pick that mm-hmm. crease, and I go back like three inches. Yeah. Right. And I throw it right there. Because you have room for air. Yeah. You know, I'm so in right. that shoulder. Yeah. I'm I'm away from that shoulder, and I'm just mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna. That, I don't know. That's the shot that I take. I don't know. Now, if it's quartering real hard away. If they're close, I'll shoot I for might, the heart every time. See, if it was close, I might shoot for the heart. Just but because. If you're 20 and in, I, I aim on the heart. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still shooting for that uh, double long. I, most of the deer I've shot, man, double long. I only ever shot one in the heart. Yeah. And that deer was a doe, and I shot it. <laughs> and it. I was sitting on a ravine, and I shot it, and it ran down the ravine and ran up the other side. And as soon as it made it to the top of the other side, it fell over dead. <laughs> it literally ran 20 yards and died. Coolest one I ever shot in the heart was uh, me and Charles one day. It was super, uh, it was just terrible. You remember that day I shot that, that seven point? No. Where at? You know where. <laughs> so either way, okay. me and Let Charles, me this one. We, we went out and it was so nasty out. We just, we looked at each other. We're just like, you know, one of us got to get a deer, you know. <laughs> we got to make this day happen to make it worth it sitting in this. And I got up my stand, and I'm just sitting there, and it was so windy, freaking cold, snowing. I was literally just, like, looking right in front of me. I didn't even care about the hunt anymore. Like, after, like, we had our moment, like, yeah, let's go get a deer. Let's go get a deer, you know. I'm just sitting there like this, and then finally I, I look up, and I look behind me, and here comes a seven point. And uh, when I shot it, it was at 30, and I aimed 25 mid-chest. And it went down, and the arrow went literally – between because it's it's shoulder was open it's it's front leg towards me was was open and the other one was back and it went in between its two legs hit right in the heart went 70 yards oh, man. it was awesome that that is is awesome. Awesome. and i still have that hide i still have that hide i i got it, i got it skinned out and uh 
tanned. That, that was the one at the top of the hill. But you can see where I shot it through the hide because the holes are still there. That's cool. And it was literally right between the two legs. Yeah. I remember that. It's a beauty. I, it was perfect because, like, there's a limb there, and I, I kind of leaned down a little bit. It was just a perfect shot for that time in my life. I was probably 16 or so. <laughs> I think that's fun. I don't know. Oh, dude, I love it. I love watching deer go down, too. That, that is I my even favorite see thing down, on yeah, go, Seeing deer go down is so cool. It's like, oh. you know, you start fist pumping. Usually they, I can hear them crack. Me and you. Yeah. <laughs> let's get on this for a second. Me and Charles, we've had some double ups together. Do like, it. Every time we could see each other, <laughs> we double up. You know, I told you, I just got to hunt close to him. That. I got to hunt close to him because the deer's going to every him, and time, I just kill it before it gets to him. <laughs> oh, the one time, uh... <laughs> The one was pretty cool out, uh, the one, uh, Slippery Rock. Yeah. That was, I thought that's what you're going to talk about. Then you said seven point. No, nah, like I was really thinking about, weather. uh, Butler County, that spot. Oh, okay. Where we were within seeing distance. We did it multiple times. We did it out, uh, out that farm. Yeah, we did it out the farm. We did um, it, uh, out Butler County area. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give up anything. Yeah, uh, Slippery Rock. <laughs> Slippery Rock was cool because Slippery Rock won. Nobody we else stayed wanted through to go. this storm. Slippery Rock, and, West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> yes, Slippery Rock, West Virginia, around the Panhandle, and and, uh, and and Butler, New York. <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> he, we we stayed out the storm, and Russ left us. He yeah. left us, and we're like, dude, this storm isn't gonna hit us, you know, or you know, however it worked out, and he's leaving us. And we're texting each other, and he's like, oh, I see a deer out in the field. And I'm like, all right, so I'm looking out in the field. And all of a sudden, like, I know where I see this deer running at me. <laughs> it has a, an arrow sticking out of it or whatever. And it it goes down. Like, I meeped it to stop. I kind of, like, you know, didn't really yell at it, but I did like a hard meep at it just to stop it. Because I'm like, I know this deer's hit from him, and I'm going to throw an arrow in it, you know, just get a bleeder. <laughs> And it, it went down, it stopped, and it laid down 20 yards from me and died. <laughs> it was awesome. And then yeah. I had a group of deer come through, and I, I that that was the only hunt I've ever filmed. I had a, a camera on my bow. Well, I had my, not a camera, but I had my phone on my bow yeah, it filming like an it. Attachment. And I shot this mother perfect double lung. And then her babies came in, and I, I tried flinging one of them, but they were... They were kind of smarting up to that point. I had my bow held back for about a minute and a half. Oh, yeah, they, you're all shaky. One would look at me, the other one would look at me, the other one would look at me, you know. Especially after shooting turns. one deer. You you know, you get all shook up after shooting one deer. Yeah. Out the farm, I seen you shoot one. It went down, and it, we seen it go into the woods, and we figured it was it, going down soon. I heard that then, one crash. Yeah, and I shot that one at 48 shot, yards. Yeah, you shot the other one down. That's a poke. I had a group of cows underneath me because somebody <laughs> said, hey, go in that pasture, you know. Because the pasture, the pasture's closed off up at the top. I'm there about an hour, and all of a sudden, there's like 30 cows coming underneath <laughs> me. And I'm like, what closed. is going on? So I'm taking pictures of these cows, because they're right underneath me, and I'm there. And I see this deer out, and it's 48 yards away. And I, I took a whack at it. I ended up missing. And then it bounded, and it looked at the cows. So the cows kind of covered me up. Rearranged, found it at 48 again, and I... I held a little higher. I was shooting single pins, so it was a little harder. But I plopped one in there, perfect shot. It ran off 70 yards and died. And, yeah, 
Good cover scent, too. Bunch of oh, cows yeah. under you. Bunch of stinky cows. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring some cows with me hunting from now on, you know. <laughs> just tie one <laughs> my, to your tree. My, my cow, yeah. That's the biggest doe I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, tie a couple around my tree, those walking circles, and just distract the deer. Yeah. I like it. I well, I'm probably going to get a probably gonna get a pet doe. <laughs> pet doe. When she goes into estrus, I'm just going to let her sleep with my clothes. <laughs> you can tie her at the bottom of your tree, too. Yeah, live it's decoy. Perfect. Game Commission definitely looks down on that. <laughs> I'll bring my beagle. She'll just spark at him, and they'll stare at her like, what are you doing? And I'll be like, all right, thwack. <laughs> thwack. Oh, man. The double up, though. That's fun, man. I like hunting. Like you said, I like hunting close to people, and we've done that a lot where we don't really know where we're going. It's just like, hey. I'll climb up here, you go another 60 yards and go climb up over there, and we've done that with success over and over again. Yeah, usually you don't mess each other up either, depending on if you're hunting the same trail, and then you really don't want to do that, but if you're covering a big area, you know, there's deer coming through there, you just can't pin them down to one trail, yeah, it's good to have people close. Yeah, plus the places we go, we've hunted there forever, we know where the deer typically come from. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. It's like a team it. effort. Team effort. I want to see. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Don't you dare. I want to see this team succeed and Let's do well this year. Let's not get into uh, all the DGs. I didn't want to come on here because of the DGs, man. You'll be fine. The deer we'll gods are real, man. <laughs> <laughs> For what I, I'm not get into it. Don't yeah. even do it. Don't I do it. Yeah. So no. I want everybody to do well though this year. I do. That's what I mean. I, I just want to see like some of our new hunters do well. I want to see us, you know. Just have a good year. I want a, I want a good year. Last year was kind of frustrating, to be honest. You know, I, I, I hunted a lot and spent a lot of time up in the tree with some close encounters and not seeing much. And then, you know, it all came together. And it was last week I put two deer down. So it was cool. But See, last year was frustrating to me. Opposite. I didn't get to hunt nearly as much as I usually do. And that just put a damper on my season, man. Like, every time I wanted to get out and I couldn't, I was just like, man, mm-hmm. I had to quit my job. <laughs> but it's all right. But You can quit. Yeah. You just, uh, no, get fired. Don't quit. Get fired. Yeah, that's, Collect yeah, unemployment. that's the best. Maybe get a severance package. We'll hunt every get day. Get paid to go bow hunting. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah you go can ahead. go. Go ahead. You're all right. Yeah. Technical difficulties on Joey's end. <laughs> like what is he doing yeah it's all good no you're fine you don't gotta worry about noise it's okay it's a bs sesh man it, it it's normal she gotta pee you gotta pee you gotta, go. gotta pee you gotta pee gotta go Not now one thing i do want to talk about i would love to even see some deer this weekend yeah just being in the stand i just want to be 20 feet up in a tree and freaking hanging out and just if it's cool It'll feel like it's fall already, even though it's still kind of like summer. It'll feel mm-hmm. like it's fall, and I just, I don't know. I just I like the smell. Door, and... I can feel a nice little cool breeze coming in. It is. It's nicer out tonight. I like it. It's real nice and cool. I don't know why the mosquitoes are all in here trying to get us again. Well, it's because we, we got these awesome lights. Because we got real lights in here now. It's not like a bat cave with a little light in here. <laughs> Thanks to you. You're a gentleman and a scholar. It worked out good. Thanks, my boy Jimbo. Let's go. He's the man. He is the man. Thank Looked you, Jimbo. Up with some lighting. Yeah. Jim's the man. But, um, yeah, this year, I don't know, man. This year should be good. I'm um, excited, like I said, for this weekend. we got to figure something out for recording, what we're going to do there. I don't have a new camera arm yet. So I I'm have, kind of stuck on that situation. I have a camera arm that straps to the tree. I usually just strap it above me. It's like for self-filming. 
I could do that, or I could somehow just strap it to my stand. Well, bring no, it over. Let me see that. it. I'll I'll run it. It's a real short, like arm mm. on it. It's real short, so it just sits That's there, hard. and my camera screws into it. That's hard. It works good, but if if I'm trying to film you with it, you know, what I mean, I ain't gonna work. Yeah. For, but doing it that way, it's good for self filming. Yeah. I'm gonna get one of them fourth arrow camera arms. Yeah. I'll let you see it though. Like yeah. I said, if we can rig something up, throw my DSLR up on there. Get ready to rock. I'm definitely filming this year. I just haven't ordered it yet. I'm kind of... I had full sketch filming. I, I stopped using that thing just because I didn't want to miss out on the kill just screwing around, you know? Well, usually when I'm when I'm filming, I have a crappy camera arm that I don't use anymore. But usually when I was doing that, I got the GoPro on my head or above me or on a different... Sometimes I mount it to my bow. Yeah. You know, I always got some sort of camera angle, but... It's, what? It's what? crazy because some people, they... They're hunting these big bucks, and I know they have multiple opportunities at bucks because they're like on farms and stuff. But they'll go like, if the camera guy's not ready, they won't shoot. And it's like, oh, I know. I don't care. Ruin this hunt, ruin this filming. Just say, hey, we weren't on it. I'm gonna shoot that deer every time. Like oh, these me too, man. We've That's already talked about that. When he oh. mentioned filming hunts, I said, listen, I'll film hunts with you, but I'm telling you right now, promise me this. If it ever comes to a point where we have a deer that comes in that one of us is going to shoot, we're not the person asking, are you on it? No. When you get your first opportunity to kill that deer, you shoot it, whether the person's filming it or not. Oh, yeah. And you said, yeah, absolutely, obviously. And I well, said, okay. that's the thing. I'm a hunter before I'm, like, yeah. And I've putting watched, something on YouTube. Listen, you know? I've watched YouTube films where the guy's self-filming and the deer just walks off camera and he shoots it and it runs away. It's and still I'm, exciting. I'm just as excited or pumped for that guy because he's yeah. doing it the way I would do it. Absolutely. So the way I've done it in the past, like I, I got this camera for my birthday to one time, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy the stuff for it and everything, and I'm going to bring it out to Illinois, my first ever Illinois trip. What I used to do is I would put that camera arm up and I would hang. The only problem that sucks is you got to carry that extra stuff and it's extra time setting it up. But what I did was I would just set my camera up, I would check it, make sure it's on my best lane. In a lane that I'm expecting to shoot a deer on. And then I would turn the camera off and I would just hunt. So if a deer was coming in and I had time, I would just reach up, turn the camera on, press record, and then hunt. You know, if a deer didn't walk through that lane, he walked beside it and I shot it, that's fine. I actually killed a deer on that footage, but he wasn't in the frame. Yeah, I mean. It was cool. Yeah. You know, it was actually kind of cool. It was weird afterwards. I was trying to be like a TV guy and do like this post-interview. And I was like, yeah, this is stupid. And I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I, I had it on my best lane. I hit record. These deer came up into the, you know, right up the edge of the field. And the little one just happened to walk out in front of mom. That's... And uh, it was 20 yards broadside. I said, I'm taking the shot. Flack. Yeah. You could hear, the, you know, hear the arrow go off and hit the deer and everything. It was still pretty cool. That's the thing, though. Like, usually it's not like that. Usually, depending where you're hunting, it's like bang, bang. You know, mm -hmm. the time that you're using doing that, you could be ranging different trails. You could be, you know, just figuring out how to take down this deer. And to, to it's take up lot that of, time. It's a lot of extra movement, movement too. I, yeah, it's crazy. I don't want to carry the extra weight, to be honest with you. I'm already carrying a stand in. Mm -hmm. I have my backpack. I got my stuff in my backpack. If I'm, the camera's not that much, but... A camera arm typically weighs a little bit, and I'm adding, I mean, even if I'm adding a few pounds, I specific, specifically have the setup I have now because it's light. Right. 
deer are a lot smarter too than these actual film deer you oh know my goodness. oh yeah people. like the time that i filmed i was 33 feet up russ was 27 and i was filming and he actually had a shot on deer we called in we group called you know i, I was doing the rattling he was doing the grunt and we we called in three bucks it just nothing was legal and he ended up shooting a doe hitting a limb i still got the film it's, it's pretty cool pretty cool hunt yeah I can but dig it. you don't want to screw it. It's the weird thing is like, especially up the mountains, every sound, every little noise, getting out of your seat, you could hear it because it's so quiet up there that I didn't want to screw up his hunt because it wasn't me screwing up. For me, it was me screwing up. If I screw up, I'm ruining his hunt. Right. If right. I make a noise or make a movement or screw something up, it's not <clears> just on me. It, it's it's is his kill. I'm I'm screwing up. So right. It it does kind of suck it in that sense that comes with stand prep and stuff too i mean making sure that when you stand up your seat doesn't creak or mm-hmm. your platform doesn't creak or you know if, if you have to make sure you just get some of that nonsense oil i forget who makes it it, it has the uh, the viscosity is real different it's kind of thicker so even when it's real cold it doesn't like coagulate real bad it's it's nice i'm gonna bring up a million dollar idea off air after this is done okay. remind me i've dropped like three million dollar ideas on air i don't think anybody's stolen yet though no. We have no. like four listeners. Yeah, I don't think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking today, do they make any like scentless powder, like baby powder? Yeah, they make, do uh, they? Probably. They make shoe powder. Uh, Sam was telling us about for his, his boots. I don't know if you could use it the same way. I'm sure you probably could. It's imagine. just foot powder. But it was it it's was like, like descending foot powder for like your boots when your boots are stinky. You put yeah. that in your boots. I, I just think, throw some uh, baking soda in there. What's Take that downwind? I think makes it dead downwind. Dead, dead downwind. downwind. I think they make it. Yeah. I was looking into it because you know when your boots get stinky, throw some powder in there. That would that'd be. I was legit. talking more for chafing, man. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm sure. Sure. dangle dust. Yeah, with that, I want to come up with something like baby powder, like the same you know consistency and everything works the same. But I wouldn't even really worry about it if it's scent free or not. I mean, it's under how many layers of clothing? But baby you're powder is strong. You're just sitting in a tree stand. I'm talking That's on days I'm when you're <laughs> I'm talking days when you're out doing all day hunt or you're scouting a lot. You're running all through the woods. Scouting's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I don't if know. Uh, there's definitely been days where I've sweated and I've been walking all over the woods looking for a place to hunt that I would have liked to not, you know, been chafing. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would love somebody to make. A lanyard for your rattling antlers that's actually feasible and easy to use. And it wraps up and keeps Just them all nice and quiet and stuck together. Nice. You know what I do with mine? They're the worst. I'll yeah, take mine uh, right there. Yeah, I'll, I'll pretty much do that same thing. I'll just take a rope because I got the black rack. And I'll take the rope the same way. and I'll put them around, but I'll, I'll hang them either. Because, uh, you know, when you have your climber, you have that little thing that hitches onto your chain. Yeah. that I use that as a hanger. And I'll just hang them on there. I it's mean, like, for jangle. packing them in and out. Yeah. Because even when I, like, hang them on my backpack, I might try and throw something around and keep them oh, from dangling. But eventually I, they start clanking together I've when you're walking. So what well, I do for that noise. is I, I clip them right in. Uh, you know, your book bag usually has clips on it. Yeah. I guess that probably worked good. I, I usually know. just stuff them in my backpack with something holding them. Like, put them together and then stack them in my backpack and mm. keep something tight against them so they don't move around. That keeps them pretty quiet going in and out, but... Just and then when clear. I hang them, yeah, I just hang one on either side of my backpack because they're on the rope. I'll hang the rope over them. One's on one side backpack, one's on the other side. Because trying to 
Get them back in the backpacks. Too much movement. Dude, most of the time, I end up holding them in my freaking hand, holding them together because I've got my bow in one hand and my rattling antlers in the other. Because no matter how I put them on my backpack or mm-hmm. whatever, they end up I got jangling around when I'm walking in. Yeah, I get terrible. creative. I get creative just because I hang my arrows too. So, I don't. I don't yeah. keep my arrows on my rest. Your I mean, quiver. on my. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hang my quiver. I don't keep up. my quiver on my bow. I, I hang it up. That's why I bring two easy hangers because I have one for my bow, and then I hang my backpack on one, and I hang my other stuff on uh, on the other easy hanger. I got a real short one. Yeah. Well, hey, real quick. Well, we got a couple minutes left here. Uh, Joe, do you want to talk about your uh, 2017 buck story while you, we got you here? Yeah. Sure. Do it, do it, kid. Get it. And then give me some more of that beverage. So. My 2017 buck story. It uh, it started. I shot a buck at 12 point, uh, three years back, and it went quite a ways. We ended up finding it, but it was hitting up all of its uh, scrapes. After you so, shot it? Yeah. Oh damn! I didn't know it was hit. Mm. That's a thing. So it was hitting up all its scrapes, and I found an area. Where it was making a scrape and it was checking its scrapes that it was an apple tree hanging over top of a cornfield down in West Virginia, you know, <laughs> on the panhandle. I like it. And uh, so the whole next year I went, you know, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to set up a, you know, it's, it's quite a walk, all uphill for the most part. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to set something up and, you know, a ladder most likely because I don't want to keep walking up there with a climber on my back unless, you know. I had a four-wheeler, but we usually don't. So I forgot about the whole next year. Never really got up there. So last year, Johnny shot a buck. The next night, Russ shot a buck. And then the next day, I was by myself. I was hunting, and we were having problems. The one hunting spot we hunt at, people were hunting our stands, and they were screwing up, and nobody was having luck anywhere. And I'm thinking, where can I hunt to where I can really, you know, have a chance at a deer and that popped up in my head and I went I'm going to buy a ladder stand right now I'm going to set it up I got time I'm going to get a a deer cart which I had a crappy deer cart super small wheels on it I need to get one you know well my dad and Russ they were up uh they were up camp so they had their deer carts up there so I had this crappy old deer cart I'm thinking I'll put Everything on there. I'll put my bag on there. I'll change of clothes. I'll have everything. I'll make that walk up that hill, which if you're a bird, it's about 1.3 miles, and I am not a bird. So (laughs) it was quite a ways up there. So I started making the walk, and uh, the trail wasn't well kept. There's trees down everywhere. Every little twig you hit with this stinking thing, it would flip over. So it took me about an hour and a half to get up there. And by the time I got up there, I'm looking around, I'm like, none of these trees are, like, good for a ladder, you know. They're the wide open, or I can't shoot to the field. So I end up just setting it up kind of where I didn't want to. I'm thinking, I'm facing away from the field. They're going to sneak me. I only have, like, two real paths to this, you know, to the field, small areas. So I need to pay attention. I need to look behind me a lot, you know, stand up for the most part. And it got down to, to last light. And I went through so much. I mean, when I went in, I set up a ladder. I dropped down to my underwear. I, I wiped down. I put deodorant on. And uh, I ended up putting all new clothes on. I took the old clothes, threw them in my bag real deep. So I was sitting 
and I'm waiting and I'm thinking, if I don't see a deer, man, I'm on suicide watch, you know. <laughs> if I don't see a deer or kill a deer, it's going to be terrible because I just went through hell and back. Last light, I hear something. And I'm thinking, I don't know if it's looking at me. I don't know if it's a deer. So I kind of like just glance a little bit to my left, glance a little bit to my right. And I got up real slow and I look behind me. And through that apple tree, I see this deer. And it just looked like a little skimpy buck, you know. It looked like a little six-point or something. And I almost just said, screw it, and got down. But I'm like, you know what? I'll look at it through a binox, you know. It's about 50 yards away. And I, I look at it, and I'm like, holy crap. That is a shooter, you know. So I set up. I got all my stuff together. I know I got a 12-yard path to the field right here, and he's on the field walking it out. Of course, he did not do that. He walked around. Walked down, and he got about right underneath me almost. And I got him broadside. And I'm just looking at the spread on this deer, and I'm thinking, don't take this shot. It looks like there's something in the way, you know. I never shot deer from that close before. I, I haven't prepared. I don't know where to aim, you know. And there might be something in the way. So I'm thinking, if he comes around, he's going to be my wide open. If he goes back to the field, I'll have him on a path. You know, just make something happen. I don't want to screw this up. So he turns back around, makes a scrape the same spot that 12-point made a scrape, you know, two years prior. Walked out. I'm thinking I'm in that whole area all sweaty earlier, cutting stuff down, cutting out trails. He's going to smell me. So he gets to that last step, and he picks up his nose. And he, he might have been licking, you know, doing the, the licking branch thing. But I'm not sure. And all of a sudden, he comes out. And I pull back, and he's 12 yards away. And I put a shot on him. Arrow held up in him for a little bit. He ran about 20 yards. Arrow flew out. He circled around me, kind of like a big C. And I couldn't hear him walking anymore. I, I could hear him walking for a while. And I just couldn't hear him anymore. I'm thinking, okay, he's gone. I just can't hear him anymore. Either that or he's laying down. But most likely, I just can't hear him anymore. So I'm texting everybody, you know, I just shot a hog. I don't know how good it is. So I end up waiting about 30 minutes hear a coyote go off and I text them I'm like you know I just heard a coyote but good thing uh they don't eat antlers you know <laughs> <laughs> so I get down and I uh I find my arrow covered in blood but there's like corn particles in it I'm like I've never seen this before and I'm not sure where I really hit them I could have went a little further back and nicked the gut you know went gut and liver I'm thinking that was it, it seemed like he was almost fully broadside so I, I kind of trailed a little bit I text the guys and we're like, all right, well, I'll walk out, and we'll come back in a couple hours. I don't want to risk this big buck. So we came back a couple hours later. It was me, uh, two of my brothers, counting Charles, and uh, my buddy Ferletta. Who ditched us tonight? Who ditched us tonight? <laughs> so we started tracking it, and it was terrible. Like, the first 20 yards after we, you know, he went into the woods, he went through this humongous thing of jagger bushes. Like I don't know how he didn't, how he didn't get tangled up in that stuff and just go down and die, you know. And uh, we made it through there. And I'm telling for a little, I'm like, mark everything with toilet paper. We're gonna do all the tracking. Just follow us and mark everything with toilet paper. So he gets down to this point, and we just lose it. I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, I don't want to lose this buck, you know. And it's not the best blood, but it's not terrible blood. And he ended up, we're thinking, okay, he backtracked. So we start backtracking a little bit. And all of a sudden, we're going up this hill, and uh, we see toilet paper. 
I'm like, are you kidding me for a lot of, you're supposed to be marking everything <laughs> with toilet paper. We just backtrack this buck, you know, 30 yards. So I'm like, start over, mark everything with toilet paper, keep your heads on a swivel, you know, we need to find this deer. And we turn back around, we backtrack again. And I'm like, okay, there's blood on this side of the tree, there's blood on that side of the tree. Charles, you go this way, John, you go this way and figure it out, you know. So they keep walking down it. Johnny backtracked the same trail that we just went down, and, and Charles was on the right trail. Our thing was, don't go yelling when you see the deer because I don't want him jumping up and running away, you know. Charles starts yelling, oh, there's a deer over here. I'm like, he missed the memo, you know. And I'm like, shut up, shut up. You know, I don't want him running. You know, I don't know how good I hit him. And he's like, no, he's half eaten. Yeah, I was like, uh, there's a giant hole in his side. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere. He made it maybe – 80 yards yeah, he went down that hill and it was goofy it was probably because it was dark and we're you know kind of getting turned around and stuff but he went down the hill he went right but then as you're Turn looking around. right you're like there's nowhere for him to go that doesn't make any sense so he did like a loop-de-doo the other way and as we kind of came back down the hill and we were trying to figure it out, I'm looking and I'm like, this is new blood. So I just, I didn't say a word. Anyway. I kind of went off on my own and started taking this new trail because I thought that would be. On the other be... side of the tree where the blood was. Because I'm like, you didn't run through yeah. this tree. There's blood on this side or blood on that side. You, you guys were back kind of still trying to figure it out. I'm mm-hmm. looking and I'm like, you know, it made so much more sense if he would have went this other way. Sure enough, I just started getting it. And it was just like, I didn't even tell him, but I was on this just puddles of blood. I mean, yeah. he just started opening up the whole way, and I, I didn't say anything. I just kept falling, falling. I'm like, I'm going to run into the deer sooner or later. And then sure enough, I just peep around this tree, and there it is. It just literally had its feet under it and everything. He just was walking, laid down, and died right there. Yeah, yeah. he didn't make it very far. It ended up being a pretty perfect shot. I went in through the ribs. Might I had to have nicked you know, the gut or something that, that brought out that corn, but... uh. It came out right behind his other shoulder. Perfect shot for what he for what it was. And uh, yeah, the autopsy was kind of tough with half of its yeah. guts eaten out by he, coyotes. He was a he was a pig, and we couldn't take our eyes or our hands off of it. It was one of them times like when you shoot a big buck like that. It's it's such a great special moment. It takes a couple of days to really process in your head it actually happened because you're the man that day. You know when you kill a big buck, you're you're pretty much the man that day mm-hmm. and the same with you when you killed your big buck that last year i know you felt it oh, you know dude, it was insane like it i know you felt a... that that feeling where you're the man you oh, know for that day I, and like the next week how many people you're the man yeah how many people kept coming over in the middle of the night like we're leaving for illinois in the morning at like seven eight o'clock yeah, everyone wants to come see it and i got like people coming over the one kid is our buddies he comes over in the cop car and he parks his cop car out front and he's shining his light on it and we're <laughs> I mean, I was up to three, 3 in the morning, I think, just bullshit with people because I couldn't. I'm freezing my ass off out there, but I was like, you know. That was a cold night, too, man. It was man. freezing, and I was just, I didn't care. Like, I just couldn't stop looking at you're it. You're the man, though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, you're you, the man. You're the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And I've had enough luck. Everybody's where, pumped up for you. I didn't really want to talk about it, but I've had, I've killed six bucks in the past five years, and four of them are on my wall. And it's just, it's amazing feeling, you know. Not all in Pennsylvania. But that track, <laughs> that that track wasn't hard, but that drag out, you know. We got to talk about that. That was pretty rough. So we had this oh. crappy deer cart, 
and I start bringing it down the hill towards them as I'm dragging it by the antlers up the hill. This is after we sat and looked at this thing for 30 minutes just thinking, wow, you know, cause you don't know how big a buck really is until you get your hands on it. And Johnny and, you know, all of us were just like in, in awe that this buck is taken down. And, it, and he went so far, you know, and we're just we're eyeballing this thing. And finally, I'm like, all right, we need to get out of here. You know, it's getting pretty late. It's probably like three in the morning at this point, you know, because mm-hmm. we waited three hours from, you know, when we got it. And it's an hour walk back there, and it, it was pretty rough. So we end up, I'm pulling the deer cart down the hill. All of a sudden, I see something go past me. I'm like, what is that? And I look, look at it. It's the wheel. The wheel from the deer car goes rolling past me, like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Fell off, rolled down the hill. So, we ended up getting something, and I, I ended up Yeah, we put, it like, a, a piece of metal in there, and we bent it over, and I put a zip tie in there. And, that was uh, crazy. The good thing was, Ferletta was training for uh, Spartan races all year, so he was on the deer cart the whole time. And, and Johnny, and you're holding its rack, making sure it doesn't hit corn. Ju- just holding the rack and, like, blocking the... The, the brush and stuff from the brush out pulling. no it wasn't because <laughs> i was in the brush pile the whole time like getting crushed because they're like hustling this deer out and i'm getting crushed by every weed and everything that they go through because i'm trying to keep it away so that it doesn't get in the tires and stuff because it was a real thick edge on the yeah. edge of the field i'm just getting destroyed by everything jagger bushes everything like i got crushed yeah it was rough but it, it was worth it at the end you know oh man i just wish we had a helicopter <laughs> a four-wheeler a i know would have been that great four-wheeler would have been better than that that was yes. terrible we drug my dad's deer out on a four-wheeler that one he shot that was over 200 pounds this Man. year's there's beans so i mean i don't know i'll be able to see more but i don't know if it'll really yeah but you know what when it's beans much. once them beans turn yellow man it starts getting hard hunting them beans you know i was starting to listen to that today about uh you know, when the beans turn yellow, like, the myth is that deer don't eat yellow beans. It's not a myth. It's just they, they get it for other food sources before right. that. Well, I think what happens is that's when they turn yellow is typically when all the acorn crop falls. Mm-hmm. So deer are more interested in the acorn crop than they are in the yellow beans. Plus, that's, you know, that's when people are starting to head in the woods and put pressure on deer. So they don't want to be out in the middle of a wide open field, yep. you know, chewing on beans when they can be out in the cover Right by their bed, chewing on acorns and eating acorns. Yeah. You know, a natural browse. Two bucks ago, I shot one in the beans. And that was, they were just starting to turn yellow mm-hmm. when I shot him. He was still, I mean, he came out with some does. But the problem with the bean field where he's at, the corn field made a natural funnel mm-hmm. to yeah. his stand because it's a wall. Yeah, those beans don't do that. They the walk beans through it, but don't. You know. I mean, they can walk right through those beans, they can bed out in those beans. You know, it, it kind of sucks for your spot when it's beans and not corn, to be honest with you. That's the same spot you were talking about that we we reset up, and I, I took that ladder out there because it wasn't right, you know. If That's a deer hell. comes down that field, I don't want them sneaking me. I don't want to have to keep doing all this movement left and right, trying to see if there's something behind me. Because, I mean, they get in that dirt. You can't really hear them walking through. It was just lucky that I end up hearing that buck even come through. Yeah, it's in a good spot. But- but that was even putting that stand up with a four wheeler, a trip from hell. Like it's just hell to get back to this spot. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's not fun going up there. We, yeah, we did some turkey hunting up there this year. We did, and we also did a little bit of um, shed hunting. Yeah, on that property. I also had, I don't know, I think sick ticks on me after that walk. <laughs> oh, that twelve point I shot. We walked about three miles to find it. 
Johnny's pulling ticks off him like crazy. I didn't pull mm-hmm. one off me because I wasn't really looking. I was focused on the blood. And uh, him and my dad, they're just constantly pulling ticks off themselves. This year has been a decent year, actually. I only found one tick on myself, and I've been out in the woods quite a bit. I think I've had uh, eight on dude, me yet this hopefully year. Hopefully it's not that bad. I think I had eight. I've had a couple, but the worst one was when I was at McCoy's spot helping. And all we were doing was going in at night to spot the field. And just from walking through this little thing of brush to get to the field, dude, I had the biggest, nastiest tick on me I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like it. And I'm worried it's that new breed of tick in the area. Oh, dude, yeah. that thing was freaking goofy and nasty. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. I hate ticks. Well, it scared the shit out of me. Three years ago when I killed that 12 point, I actually the hide was ruined because... The dude was trying to comb out these ticks, and he ended up putting some bald spots in the hide just trying to get these ticks out because the ticks were so bad that year. That's crazy. Let's burn them all. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, we're getting up there on time. Um, Thanks for coming in, Joe. I appreciate you uh, being a little fill-in for us. Nice BS sash talking about the season. I love the BS about uh, about archery, especially this early. I got nerves, anxiety. (laughs) I got all this stuff going on, and... People don't understand, and I don't have that many people to talk to at work about it. That's what I was telling you one mm-hmm. night. I kept you up till whatever time the, one, the other night just oh, talking care, to you about it because I love I'm it. like, dude, thank <laughs> you for just talking to me because I've been freaking out inside. You didn't hear me complaining, man. I love talking about deer hunting. I have, like, my last job, I had a ton of people at Archer on. This job, I have, like, maybe two people per shift, and it's it's kind of hard to, you know. Yeah. The people, <laughs> I go up to people at work, I'm like, you you hunt right? And they're like, no. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin your life for about an hour just talking <laughs> about hunting. You know, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm just spitting knowledge down their head, and they're just like, oh, get out of here. I like it. Before like it. we wrap it up, uh, do you have goals for 2018 you want to get into real quick, or do you want to just leave that one by the wayside? I'll I'll get into some goals. I mean, just real quick. Yeah, the goals for me right now, obviously, every time you come into a season, you want to get a couple of does on your belt before really focusing on anything else. Just to get them nerves out, like you said before. Like, getting that first deer, I even noticed last year, I got that new sight, and it's five pins, and I'm just like, you know, I, I was freaking out. Once I pulled back on a deer, I'm like, oh, what what sight do I use? You know, what I do, what I do. <laughs> but now I've been shooting so much, I'm a little bit more tied into my bow. And it's more like part of my body than anything, which... It's a thing you you should definitely do, but uh, talk yourself through that before also. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so my goals are, you know, hopefully get some kills and then uh, really focus on the bucks and focus on that area. I got the buck last year. Right now, up camp, uh, the spot I have now it's it's mostly a doe spot to my knowledge. I mean, you never know what you're gonna see, but I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep pushing on at camp and I mean losing that spot it was a terrible thing but it helps me spread my wings so now i'm going to keep putting up cameras different areas and and hunting evenings different areas and really trying to figure out the woods more than what i did before because i kept seeing deer that one spot i kept on that one spot because i knew i wasn't spooking walking in there yeah i'm really going to spread my wings up there and uh on top of that i mean hopefully keep the the streak going knock on wood (laughs) but uh hopefully keep Keep nailing at it, you know, because you're always learning. So, well, I'm rooting for you, kid. I'm rooting for everybody this year. I'd like I to see too. my dad kill a nice buck because uh, we do it all the time. And you know, he, he's he's older now. He's he's 61, and uh, I'd love to see him just kill a pig. You know, 
Yeah. I'd love to. I'm with you on that, man. We got yeah, we got to cool. get him out of his old ways of hunting the same stands all the time, you know. Get him yeah. jumping around. He's got more. some good, he got good spots. It's just, you know. He over hunts them early because he hunts yeah. every day because he's retired. You know, and he goes up he camp plays. a lot, which which is hard up there because once them uh, it's tough up camp. Them youth come through, and then the bear hunters come through. You know, which he he hunts archery during guns, so that that does ruin him a little bit there. But yeah, it, it changes up there throughout the season. Like first two weeks, it, shit's just getting crazy. I mean, even if he get a nice out of state buck, I think that'd be cool oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's been got out of state for so many years. Yeah. He's got one really nice one, but. Man, some of the ones like he said he's had opportunities on, or yeah, I'd love to see him shoot a cow. Yeah, that'd be cool. Man, that would be awesome. And yes. everybody, you know, you want everybody to do good. Like there's mm-hmm. sometimes where it's getting down to the last few minutes, and you're like, you know what? You know, you say a little prayer, like I hope somebody just gets a good deer, you know, I, or even get a deer because I love tracking deer, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I love to see everybody do good. Like when Charles did good last year. I was pumped. I was going to leave work. I'm like, dude, I want to get on that track, you know. I want to get on that blood trail because I knew in his head, he said the day before about that deer come through, and I'm like, why didn't you shoot it? Oh, I didn't have a, a, a lane. I'm like, I would have made something happen. You know? <laughs> I would have made something happen, but yeah, it it's a, a good break. thing. You yeah, tucked in on him, and you figured it out. But, yeah, you like to see everybody do good. So this year, I just want to see everybody do good, especially the, the first-timers. You know, like mm-hmm. Bird, I'd love to see him get one, and I'd love to be on that blood trail. Yeah. Because we're beagles at heart. Yep. Blood trail is what we do. I dig it. It's what we do. It's what we do. I dig it. Well, people, we have, uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we got some really good episodes for you. Like I said, uh, this coming week, we're going to have John Eberhard on here for you. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, if all goes well, we'll have Wicked Tree Gear on to talk about saws and pruning material and everything for getting your tree stand set up and that should be good that's john mulligan from yeah. wicked tree gear wicked tree gear is good stuff man they got good products but johnny Hart's i can't wait till that episode airs that is gonna yeah. be phenomenal it's I a heard good that one. one he was one of them guys that you just hear him talk and he's one of them guys you can't really deny the things he's saying like because he's one of them guys that's like talking to us you know you just agree the whole time mm-hmm. he's talking you're just nodding your head like i agree i agree i agree i agree and he, it, it was a great episode. Well, yeah, I'm, he's got I'm like pumped 50 deer in the record books or something like that. I can't wait for that he's episode to come out. So that's good. That's coming up next he's a week. Cool and guy then, too. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, we'll have some more good ones for you guys. So we're going to keep pumping them out, people. Please keep listening and, uh, you know, sharing comments. I, I actually dig it too. My friends that listen to the podcast have texted me. They've already killed Doe and uh, 2B. You know, and I was like one of the first people they probably text, and I was like, "This is awesome." Andrew tagged us on Instagram with his doe kill. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. he did. No, super that cool. Dome bucks. Shout out to him. Yeah, dome bucks. Yeah, dome yeah. And bucks. But yeah, cool. yeah, Andrew's yeah, one cool. of them. Super cool. Both my friends are both Andrews. Both Andrews message me, but doe on the ground. Shout out to Andrews. Uh, the Andrews plurals. Way to get it done, boys. Way to boy. put some blood on the ground. That's what I'm talking about. Let's so. go. If you guys, uh, you guys get any early season deer, or you get any deer in general, send them over, and uh, yeah. we'll throw a bump on our Instagram, and yeah, just keep hammering. Yep. Yeah. God, you didn't say that. I did. Man, that was for I'm Burks. Sorry. That's for Burks there. That's your boy Cam Haynes. <laughs> your boy Cam, Cam Haynes. Haynes. Hashtag Cam Haynes. <laughs> hashtag keep hammering. Hashtag fitness. Okay. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys enjoy the episode, head over to iTunes as usual and give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. That helps us boost our podcast up and get more people listening. 
Um, if you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to come on the podcast, send us an email at the white to extraction podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on our Facebook or Instagram at the white tail distraction podcast. Just say, Hey, you know, we'd love yeah. to hear from you guys. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks guys.